are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, who with y'all on this Wednesday and a whole bunch to talk about. We were supposed to do Trade Target Tuesday, other stuff we needed to discuss, but we're going to do it today with a familiar name, Buddy Heald. Is this something the Pelicans should go after? Because he's certainly on the trade block. My answer might not be what you think. We'll talk about that in the second segment. First segment, though, Drew Holiday won a pretty nice award yesterday. And I think this kind of needs to frame our discussion about trading him for the future as he won teammate of the year. And then finally, we'll wrap up talking a little bit about the COVID protocols For the NBA and next season, looking at what the NFL is doing with this now, too, they're threatening to take away draft picks. Is that something the NBA could or should employ for next season as we start to get basketball back sometime in 2021? Let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So Drew Holiday won the Twyman Stokes Teammate of the Year Award. It recognizes the NBA player deemed the best teammate based on selfless play, on and off-court leadership as a mentor and role model to other NBA players, and commitment and dedication to his team. It's voted on by a panel of league executives and six players from each conference with current players voting for one overall winner. This is a really cool award. And I think it needs to frame everything if you're coming up with a fake trade for Drew Holiday in the, in the future and trying to get him, in a way, off the Pelicans. Everyone wants to point to his age. Everybody. And say, he doesn't fit the timeline. I don't care about his age when you're this good of an influence and it's recognized by your peers and others around the league because this stuff, more than him being over 30, under 30, whatever it is, Doesn't matter. He's a quality player that adds a lot to this team. And the Pelicans, unless they get some sort of godfather offer that they should say that they have to say yes to, that you can't refuse, should not trade him even remotely. Yes, he might not re-sign here long term. But you know what? For such a young team, this guy adds so much. He's 30 years old. I'm 34. You guys are trying to move him because he's old? Makes me feel terrible, personally. This is a guy who works out with his teammates in the offseason, works out with others around the NBA in the offseason, even when they are or are not his teammates or want off of his team, and really just tries to lead by example. It's rare to find a guy that is this unselfish and is this committed to his team and teammates. Sometimes that does have a lot of value to it. Not always. On-the-court stuff is really important. That's how you win basketball games. Your preparation in the offseason isn't necessarily going to win you a game or win you a title. But for a young team that needs someone like this, having him on this roster is so important and that's worth more than a Gary Harris or a first-round pick or even Michael Porter Jr. if we're just using the Denver Nuggets as an example. That unselfish aspect of it. Let me be off-ball. And I won't have the ball in my hands because I'm better that way. And I think it's better for the team overall. That attitude that he brings is very, very important. Most people want the ball more. We're going to talk about that with Buddy Heald in the next segment. Instead, he'd rather take a step back to ensure that his team wins 
more. And in terms of leadership, don't forget, he donated the rest of his salary in the NBA's bubble to minority-owned businesses and nonprofits and higher learning institutions in New Orleans, Indianapolis, and Los Angeles. He is doing everything he can to not only make his team better, but cities better, the world better, and all of that. That is a very valuable guy to have. And oh yeah, he's still pretty good on the court. Is he an elite level player? No. Is he an all-star? No, he hasn't been since one year in Philadelphia when he got in there because John Wall was out injured. It wouldn't have been the normal selection. So he's not an all-star level player. He's not an MVP level player that David Griffin said he was expecting to see from him. And when you take those expectations out of it and see what he actually does for this team and out there on the court, there's a ton of value there. That's worth more, at least to me, than a late first round pick. 22, 25, whatever it might be, not nearly as valuable as teaching this young team good habits and leading by example. See the vocal leader you want? Eh, not, not really. But does he do everything else? And has he been loyal to the team? Has the team been loyal to him? I value all of that, particularly in a small market where you don't always see that loyalty. So to have a guy like Drew Holiday instilling those values, hopefully, even if it's by osmosis in some capacity, is worth it. I'd rather keep him and try and re-sign him and potentially let him walk than get something in return. At least potentially depends on what the return is. If it's like Gary Harris and a late first round pick or nothing to keep Drew Holiday for six more months on the chance that he might re-sign, sign me up for keeping him. I don't think this is a move that needs to be made. I don't care about the age. Throw out timelines. This is just a valuable guy to have on any team. There's a reason he is the missing piece for basically every other playoff team out there. If the Heat had him, they'd be winning this series, I think. That guy is worth keeping as you try and build around Zion and Brandon Ingram and the rest of this team. Defensively also, just having a dude who plays defense is pretty good. So I'm kind of, I've kind of had it with the fake Drew Holiday trades and trying to move him and seeing what you could get in return from. No, keep him here because there's so much more that he brings to the court and to this team than just the on-court stuff. So I'm over trading Drew Holiday and this award that he wins, first time in team history that any Pelican has won this award, is really, really important. And I want to keep him here, and I think he fits. And as David Griffin said, there isn't a more deserving player nor one that better embodies what this award signifies on and off the court than Drew Holiday. I dig it. I want this guy on the team. Don't trade Drew Holiday. So we'll get into Buddy Heald coming up and why I don't think the Pelicans should actually try and trade for him, even if he's relatively cheap here in a second. But before we do that, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's really that simple. And the only thing that's better than Built Bar is Built Bar, the new and improved Built Bar with the relaunch and the new formula they're using. These things were already delicious and great for you before. Now they taste even better and they're even better for you. I don't know if you need much more of an endorsement than that. I spend my own personal money on these things and eat one daily for lunch. They have amazing flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, double chocolate, orange, raspberry, German chocolate cake. You won't realize you're eating a protein bar. You're going to think you're eating a candy bar because these things are soft. They're easy to chew. They're not chalky. They're not dry. They just taste 
actually like a candy bar because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person, whether you're looking to lose or maintain weight, because the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They have some that have 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, or 17 grams of protein in just 130 calories. Built Bar, if you've ever used the promo code before, they've reset it for the relaunch, so you get to get it again. Make your purchase a little bit cheaper. Plus, they're going to throw in a free cooler while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off over at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, the coaching search, free agency, the draft, next season, all of it. We've got it covered here. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So the Kings are a bit of a mess, have been a bit of a mess, and they're kind of going through some some stuff to the, to the point that they're going to hire, it sounds like, Alvin Gentry to be the lead assistant on Luke Walton's staff. And I don't know if Luke Walton is long for that head coaching job a whole lot, uh, much, much longer. Buddy Heald, who they gave a big extension to, had been one of their best players, their second best player behind Deer and Fox, but seems like things have gone south and sour since he signed that extension. And at first I was like, wait, Buddy Heald's available? Sign me the hell up for that. We can bring him back to New Orleans. We love him. He's such a nice guy. He's so much fun. Also, he's an amazing three-point shooter, and you always want more of that, right? And then I listened to Locked On Kings, and I think I've changed my mind, and I'm going to let Locked On Kings host Matt George take it away. Why did the Sacramento Kings offer Buddy that contract, $88 million guaranteed contract, with the opportunity to make upwards of $100 million with incentives added on to the $88 million deal almost a year ago? Why did they make that move? Well, the easy answer is because Buddy Heald is an elite shooter in the NBA, and like I said earlier, he is worth that money. Buddy Heald earned that money by his play. Specifically, Buddy Heald shot himself to that contract uh, by shooting nearly 50% in catch-and-shoot situations and over 40% overall from the three-point line. Again, Buddy Heald deserved that money. Do the Sacramento Kings regret giving Buddy Heald that money? Probably. Does Vlade Divac, who of course is no longer the general manager of the Sacramento Kings, does he regret giving Buddy Heald that money? Probably. And it's not because Buddy Heald's not worth that money. It's because of everything that has happened since Buddy got that money. Buddy Heald forgot what got him paid. It wasn't the fact that he is this sensational superstar player that is going to put the Kings on his back and lead them to the championship. That guy here is De'Aaron Fox, and Buddy Heald is aware of that. But Buddy Heald doesn't think he's second fiddle. Buddy Heald thinks he is guy number 1B, and De'Aaron is guy number 1B. A, and Buddy has said it from the very beginning, he wants to be paid like he is part of the core, he is part of the future of the Sacramento Kings. And you know what? He was, and in a way, he might still be. 
But Buddy Heald is not De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Heald is not the leader on this Kings team. Buddy Heald is a complimentary player who just so happened to lead the Kings in scoring and come up with some big moments on the perimeter for two reasons. One, because he's further along in his development than De'Aaron Fox, at least he was at that time. And two, because he was sharing the floor with De'Aaron Fox, who was drawing so much attention away from himself that he could get open opportunities. Catch and shoot three-pointers were the bread and butter of Buddy Heald's game. And for some reason, a lot of that element of his game disappeared this season after he got paid. And I'm going to split that down the middle, the blame 50-50. 50% of that is on Buddy Heald for wanting to be his hero and idol Kobe Bryant. And 50% of that is on Luke Walton, the Sacramento Kings, for going away from what made Buddy Heald so successful to begin with putting him on the perimeter, allowing him to just hover back and forth, go to the corner, go to the wing, go up top regardless, spread the floor, let De'Aaron Fox either get the ball to you in transition or kick it out to you with inside-out play. That's what worked. So there's a lot to unpack there, but I can kind of sum it up like this. If that's Buddy's mindset, and good for you, be the best player on a team if you think you are, right? If we bring him in here to New Orleans, the Pelicans, I should say, not we, bring him into New Orleans... You're not the best player. You're not the second best player. You're arguably the third best player, but more likely the fourth best player. I don't know if that is going to work for him, frankly. And for the money that they're paying him, it's going to, his extension kicks in next year, 24 million, 24 and a half million dollars. It goes down by two for the next uh, four years total. So it's 24 and a half, 22 and a half, 20 and a half, 18 and a half. The decline, the decreasing number is good, but one for your fourth best player. That's a lot of money to be paying a dude for a dude. That's mainly a spot up three point shooter. That is a lot of money to be paying a guy. You can get that production from JJ Redick and 12 million. It's half. I don't know as much as I would love to see Buddy Buckets back here in New Orleans if that makes a whole lot of sense. Even if it would only take the 13th overall pick in the draft, you might be able to move him that assuming you can make the salaries work and you probably could. That doesn't seem like something I think the Pelicans are interested in. And if it comes down to it of you've got a close game, you need to get some scores. Is it trying to manufacture a shot for Buddy Heald or give the ball to Zion or give the ball to Brandon Ingram and let them do their thing? The answer is very obvious there. It's not Buddy Heald. And because of that, I'm not sure I think the Pelicans should even think about this. If Buddy wants to be 1A, go for it. Just somewhere else. If you if he was more multifaceted and more than just an elite three-point shooter, he does some other things. He averaged three assists last year. That's not horrible. But the Pelicans are looking for more than that. And they're looking for some help on the defensive side of the ball too. I would take Victor Oladipo over Buddy Heald. Even if Buddy, in a vacuum, might be a better scorer, at least a better three-point shooter. And we all want more three-point shooting, right? Not if that's all that you do. Not at that price. Even if that price was cheap, it limits your other moves that you could make and it hurts your flexibility. And that's what the Pelicans need to, to some degree, try and keep open. So for all of those reasons, I'm out on Buddy Heald right now. So coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about the COVID protocols in the NFL and what that might mean for the NBA in terms of punishments being doled out next season. 
Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you by Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying something like, I lost my mojo or I'm tired. I had a long day at work. It's just an excuse, right? Sorry, honey. I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, it's safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is even easier. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. Again, GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down every single thing you want to know about this team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So we all know the NFL is going through somewhat of a COVID crisis. They're, this is going better for them, I think, than I was expecting, than a lot of people were expecting. And after some early hiccups with Major League Baseball, the leagues have clearly gotten some things under control and are starting to develop a plan that overall is working. You're seated on a collegiate level to a degree too. You can't, unless you're playing in a bubble like the NBA is, completely get rid of all of this and there's always going to be risk there. But overall, it could be a whole lot worse, which is, you know what, saying something. You'd like no risk uh, ideally, but I don't think you live. we live in a world like that. But the NFL is really trying to kind of clamp down on this after having to delay games, postpone games, all of that, which is just kind of not great. It makes the optics of this look pretty bad, I think. And now the NFL, after all of this, is really going to start enforcing these COVID protocols, saying that compliance is mandatory. Obviously, yes. To the point where they're warning that there might be forfeits, which are going to which could influence playoff races and potentially docked draft picks if teams aren't following the protocols. That's interesting because Michelle Roberts gave an interview with The Athletic talking about next season, and I don't know if it's feasible to do a whole season in a bubble. They've managed to pull this off here, but over a season that's that much longer, I don't know if that's necessarily something that's doable. They played about a tenth of the regular season in the bubble, and then the playoffs lasting, you're in there for a really really long time. And that's something that no one wants. Players don't want to be in there. Coaches don't want to be there. Officials, executives, no one wants to. There's a reason why no other league is doing their whole season like this, their regular season, their normal season in a bubble. It's just, I don't know if you can isolate people for that long, even people being paid millions upon millions of dollars and making a very good living off of this. So with that in mind, you do need to have strong enforcement protocols. You saw one guy get thrown out of the bubble from the Houston Rockets in Daniel House. You've seen MLB players maybe not take it as seriously, at least early on. Rumors of them going to casinos, doing other things. And who knows what exactly is causing some of the outbreaks in the NFL right now. And frankly, threatening to dock draft picks and the ultimate implication that that has in forfeiture of games is probably the way to go. And so when the NBA gets started sometime in 2021, January, February, 
And if they're not playing in a bubble, even if they're playing in a regional bubble, which you might see, like all the teams in the Southeast, all the teams in the West, all the teams in the Northeast, you know, in the Central, all that, maybe just kind of playing each other and you're kind of throwing divisions and some of this stuff out of there. You're going to need to have these strong things that massively hurt a team. If a guy does something like that and breaks it and you lose a draft pick, there's that guy's career is going to be irrevocably changed. And that's maybe enough to keep guys from doing something dumb while also still having enough freedom that they don't feel like they're under arrest or living fully in a bubble away from their families and all of that. But we've seen, again, House going into all that stuff. Maybe it's not exactly going to do it, but hopefully it does. And that's one of the things that's going to get written in and the outcry that's going to happen if a team loses a draft pick is going to be very interesting to see. And how do teams approach all of this if that's the case then? It's just another aspect of things we're going to see with the NBA next season that I'm going to be kind of keeping an eye on. And I would not be shocked. There are strict rules in place by the time the season really gets going um, that we see with all of that. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all tomorrow.